Hi, this is a really good time to start a podcast called the Unsanctioned Citizen Podcast with your in real life hostess, Sheila Dean. And boy, has it been a hoot to return to Texas. I mean, everybody is throwing tamales and barbecue at me in Manchaca. It's awesome. The sunshine is out. It is no longer cold and rainy and disgusting. Uh, my life is improving dramatically. <clears throat> so I got a cool new gym membership and I'm getting in shape and helpful, going to see all the doctors that I wouldn't go see in Washington State because they over-collected and overshared my information across hospital groups. And uh, that was really one of the things that annoyed me, I think, the most, is that they just flounced uh, HIPAA. And they're, they're like, no, we're going to share information across hospital groups. So if you tried to leave one hospital group and you showed up at a different one in the same city, they already had your medical records transferred without your consent. You didn't write or sign off on anything. There was no gate there. They just literally, you know, it was all based on your birth date, which anyone can get, by the way. Uh, I mean, it's pretty easy to get your birth date. You know, people, people who know you well will tell you what your birthday was. I also had a birthday because um, I'm an Aquarian girl. Um, I'm just another year older. And I arrived in Austin, Texas on February 14th, which is Valentine's Day. So I heart you, Austin, Texas. And one of the things that I drove into <clears throat> was KUT reporting that Ken Paxton had had filed, like, I think, a, uh, some new lawsuit. Yeah, it was a new lawsuit to go after Facebook Meta for overcollection. It was awesome. It was, like, the best thing I could hear after driving, like, for five days over over the much of the Western U.S. You know, it was awesome. It was just, like, the best thing ever. Thank you. Thank you, AG's office. Um, you know, and, and in this story, there's also a villain who wants to tie you to the railroad tracks, and it just happens to be a Democratic, you know, rhino, or dino, dino, that's the Democrat name only, um, technocrat. There's an AG candidate running, he's out of, out of Houston, everybody's in this AG race. There's like five people who are like, no, I can do better than Ken Paxson. I'm like, Ken Paxson actually did something with his office, so, you know, I'm, I'm not able to vote in this election because... Because I have to wait like 10 to 12 days on like everything. So I apologize that I'm not, I'm not like voter active right now. But you know, I'll probably apologize again because I don't want to show ID at the, at the voting booth. Sorry. Um, <laughs> that's just how it is. You're going to hear more about this. <laughs> um, you know, and it gets real. I, I, I'll just tell you that, um, like I said, I, I had walled off all of my medical care because I hated Western Washington for underperforming medical privacy, at least in the, the, the medical compound, like campus area, sprawling in, in Kirkland, Washington. And it sucked. So, uh, so I never went back. They wanted to look at my vagina, and I said no, and no, and no, and I'll never come back, and I'll have nothing to do with you. Um, so I just left. And so I came here, <clears throat> and the, 
so weird. Like, I, I deliberately asked to not be camped in North Austin, which is basically, I had, like, that intuitive feeling, that, that, like, that little tickling thing in your gut. This is, don't do that. Um, that said, you know, don't, just avoid North Austin. Don't, don't go there. And so I punched in my search results, and the search results were, like, kind of, kind of snaky and, I said, okay, I'm going to put in my zip code, and it gave me, you know, like, oh, well, here is a hospital in your zip code, and, like, they're really big, and lots of people go to them. I'm like, oh, okay, well, you know, I'll just, you know, set up an appointment, and I did. <clears throat> but they they text-bought me, like, five different times, five different ways um, at my phone, and I'm like, I don't like this. It's alerting the the uh, metaverse or you know the, the ecosystem in the mobile you know township of of Austin, Texas. You know it's alerting all the bots and mobile mobile weenies that um, that I need a gynecological appointment. You know, and I'm sorry, I'm a woman. Just you know, do the math. I'll need one at some point. And because I was avoiding it in Western Washington, that was definitely on the list to, to get dealt with. So this is this is personal information I'm giving you, but it has it has a purpose. I'm sacrificing a little bit of privacy to share with you this other thing. All right. So I go I go to this hospital, you know, and of course they're pretentious as hell. You know, they have valet service, but they didn't want to valet me. They're like, ma'am, just park in that parking lot over there, you know. Here's a code. Just do it yourself, you know. Oh, okay, you know. But <clears throat> so, so I drove myself, and I, I went inside the hospital. And of course, there was a minder at the door with a mask with a pair of tongs. You know, ma'am, I just want to make sure you're getting to where you need to go. You know, do it on the right side. You have to have a correct side for the mask, the paper mask. So I had to put that on, and then I marched myself up the stairs, and then I went in the door. And everybody wants me to scan a QR code to let them know I'm here. And I'm like, this is bad news. So, and oh, prior to this, again, they text bombed me like five times. And I had to hit stop on each one of their freaking bots. So I said, no, no, no. And so it was like swatting away like digital flies that are the size of cockroaches, like flying cockroaches, palmetto bugs in Florida. No, you need a tennis racket. You need a tennis racket. Everything's bigger in Texas. Um, <clears throat> so, so that's what happened. QR code. I'm sitting there. Everybody's looking at me like I'm like crazy. Maybe I have a crazy look when there's too much, too much demand for for um, digital information. I mean, I just get this, you know, digital face or something. Um, so I went up to the counter, and the first thing I said, "I need your photo," and I'm like, "No." It was just like that. They're like, no, we need your photo. No. And I'm like, this is a gynecological office. If I don't have to tell you why it's not okay to put a photo in the chart, because no other, I mean, my, my primary medical care does, you know, barely cares about me, and that's okay. I mean, he'll, he'll, he'll give me the medicine that I need. He's like, okay, I'm going to check your tonsils, blah, blah, blah. You know, never do they ask me for a photo for my chart, but if I go get my vagina inspected, they want a picture. That happened in Western Washington, too. It was a first, and I hate it. Let, let the world know. 
Taking pictures of, of all of the women to go along with their vagina is a no. I don't like it. It's a no for me. Now, other women are like, oh, take a picture. I'll take a selfie. Take this, take that. Take one of my vagina. You know, and they're, they're, they're you know, that's an option. It should be an option. <clears throat> but this hospital did not make it an option. They're like, we want photo. Which means like, oh, oh. And then I picked up other ancillary information, <clears throat> like the fact that they are across from a, a surgical robotics lab. That's a really big tell that they're going to sell your information. And they're going to overcollect. And they're going to make a demand for inappropriate identity that they shouldn't. So, uh, so take note, Ryan Kahlo, if you're out there, that's what I associate with robotics. Um, taking clandestine pictures of women. Uh, so there it goes. Picture! No. And then they said, okay, well, we need a digital copy of your driver's license to receive care in this hospital. And I'm like, no. <clears throat> and they're like, did you, did you fill out your chart online? No. I want a paper form, and I want to opt out. Sorry, I'm pounding the desk again. Am I doing that again? Paper form, opt out. Wouldn't let me do it. Would not let me do it. <clears throat> so after I do this, this podcast, I'm going to talk to patient privacy rights who's camped out here in Texas. I'm going to complain to them. I'm going to complain to the Department of Health. And then I'm going to complain to the privacy department at that hospital who probably won't care and will rationalize everything and just throw it right in the garbage. If they do that, there's going to be two backups to, to what I am doing. Because you don't do this to women in Texas. Over-inspect their vagina... And put a digital record of them online. That's a no. So, um, <clears throat> so they, they denied me medical care over the fact that I would not allow them to take a physical digital copy of my driver's license, which has never, ever happened. Not even in Western Washington did anyone take a copy of my driver's license. No one took a copy of my driver's license to receive medical care. Now, they could validate it, meaning like, it's me. Here it is. But they've got these little scanner guns here that are ready to aim at that code in the back and just <laughs> suck up all the information. And you know what? It has always made me feel terrible. It's always made me feel, you know, like someone is, is trying to invade my soul. I don't know why it's like that. It just is. I'm Sheila Dean. That's the way it is with me. And you're lucky because I'll go out there and fight for you to have an option if you don't want to do that. Anyways, so, you know, it's really other things about Texas. that They denied me medical care, period. They denied me medical care. And it is illegal to deny a woman medical care based on your demand or over-demand for identity articles. I just want you to know that um, you can opt out of things, but the coercion when you come in the door was really heavy. This is a really big tell, and this if there's any value to, to oversharing this, this gynecological information with you, I'm going to give it to you right now. When they bomb you for a telechart or medical chart five times from five different phone numbers, you hit 
and you put stop on every single one and they still keep phoning you, that's a tell. They're going to overcollect and overshare your information against HIPAA law. Um, the QR code to let them know that you've arrived from your mobile phone, also a big tell that they over overcollect, overshare. Uh, they don't have any other option than a, than electronic chart. They won't allow you to have a paper chart. That's a tell. Uh, and the over demand for government identity. Okay, because I'm going to remind everyone in the world. You cannot even get a driver's license in the state of Texas unless you have a car. So they come to you and they say, give me your driver's license. Are they, what do you need to drive my vagina? No. So it's not about the, the medical. It's about your identity as a property, as a piece of data, as a piece of government data that they can collect and manipulate and use, okay? So they're over-collecting, and that is a huge red flag if you care about your privacy. If you don't care about your privacy, I don't even know why you're listening to this program, but this is for people who actually give a damn, so, so that's for you, okay? We know you're coming because you over-grab for identity, okay? This is not the way. This is the way of no consent for me and others. And we have a right to say no. And when you deny us medical care based on your demand, over demand for identity, we get to go to the health department and say, I was denied medical care based on a proliferate demand for data that you have no right to ask for. Okay, you can, I can show you ID and validate that I am who I say I am with a picture ID, but you have zero rights to take that identity and, and place it in your system. And every law in the world of the United States will support me on that, and several human rights advocates as well. So when the fight gets real, they will back off, but they didn't. So that's why health department. I just wanna let you know don't pick a fight with Sheila Dean over driver's licenses because you will lose. And this is how it's going. They're, they're not even asking anymore. You know, when, when you make large purchases or huge commitments like children or homes, they just bundle things in there that you are not allowed to say no to. It's an all or nothing approach. And uh, they, they make it really hard for you to get out of it. Um, but I want to tell you that if you're suffering with any kind of these bundled uh, community IOT programs associated with like a large intimate purchase, uh, I want to know about it. I really want to hear your discussions. I want to hear your complaints, how it makes you feel. And then we can talk about uh, what you can do about it. Because this is happening to everybody involuntarily. Okay, they don't, they don't get your consent, they don't get your permission, they just stick some IoT in the bundle, just like bloatware, you know, you get it whether you want it or not, it's sold to you, you pay for it whether you want it or not, and this is how the tech uh, monopolists have been behaving towards people in the Gen X uh, area, and they just try to wear you down, they wear you down with too much demand for everything. And that is exactly how rapists behave. So um, 
the answer is no. The answer is no. The answer is no. And it, you know, it can be no later. They, they can cram it in there now and it's no, it's still no. So you, you get good at saying no. I have a great book for you. It's a book called Boundaries. When to say yes, how to say no to take control of your life. Uh, people have called it a Christian book. It can be a Christian book, but it's uh, by Dr. Henry Cloud and Dr. John Townsend. I highly encourage you to get this book uh, in this information age. And I may even contact the authors and ask them about boundaries for the information age because, you know, there's a lot of expectations on str from complete strangers, faceless weirdos who you'll never meet. Uh, and they want intimate data immediately. So that's just too much, man. Um, that's when you just drop your phone in a blackout bag and walk away before you throw it over the, over the freeway. Trust me, I've been there. I've been there for a really long time. So you put in the blackout bag first before you waste $800 of your, of your money. Because trust me, uh, that is the temptation I fight every day. Uh, back to the AG race, because I think that's actually more important in some ways. You know, we can, we can, he was the, you know, Ken Paxton is one of the guys who actually did a national fight. He brought the Texas virtue and the values of typical privacy enforcement. I mean, just enforce the laws that are on the books. And boy, does that piss off these, these West Coast progressive Democrats. And they're, you know, they're out here parading their signs, you know, vote progressive Democrat for, for whatever, you know, engineer for office engineer for congress like we don't want you there you know there's there are enough texans here that don't work in tech that we can say bye to that and the ones that do come here are like you know the way you guys run things it's not better you know we could just go you could just go back to western washington or san francisco or you know remote locations in san jose you can just go back there and deal with the hiked prices your BRICS monetary policy and, you know, allowing corrupt APAC interests to, to kind of buy up all the real estate and jack up the prices. If you want to just let China into Texas and buy everything, uh, meaning the real estate, um, so that you can got, make more money off of our information, we see you coming. That is a Vancouver model. And we won't do that here in Texas. I'm here to tell you. I am here to expose you. And the gig is up. I'm here to beat you back. You're not going to take Texas. This isn't about bluing Texas. It's not even about blurpling Texas. You're here to make us an information um, laundryscape for China. I see you coming and you're, you're not gonna win. There's too many people out there that are just like me that are ready to fight. They're ready to keep Austin, Austin. They're ready to keep Texas, Texas. Back to Ken Paxton. Anyways, so he's one of the few, few attorneys general with any leadership quorum in the United States who took their values of privacy and law enforcement and put them back together and then went to other AGs and said, do you agree with this? This is, you know, we could probably enforce this law. And then they, <clears throat> they went and did it. They went and did it. 
So to, to Biden's credit, the one thing I'll give him is that let's protect the children. Let's at least protect child privacy because they, they do need it. They need it. Medical privacy and child privacy. Let's start reclaiming those things and then working backwards towards the overexposed adults in the arena. But we got to protect medical and we got to protect child. So uh, that is true. All of that. So I'm here for you. I'm here for Texas. I'm here for, you know, medical privacy and child privacy. And I want to help. I want to help. But uh, let's see here. I do have a phone call with the IAPP in a couple of hours. And that's going to be interesting because the IAPP is, uh, unfortunately, they are a nonprofit that was goosed and started by the ad industry to look like they're pro-compliance. Okay, and compliance is a tricky thing because what it's become is a way for people to say, here is your legal privacy policy. This is how we are able to legally data rape you. Here's, here's what you agree to. We put it all down on the page and uh, we have a certification program where we're educated on what the privacy laws are. We know about them. We don't really care about them. We're just here to show you how we're gonna collect your data, okay? Pat you on the head, take your information, you know, do the, the you know, kind of sign on the bottom line. Oh, oh, you little person. This is how you, I got treated in North Austin. When I called, oh, oh, little person from South Austin. Oh, you know, just, just, just give us the information. You're like That's, you know, they might as well just go to Mercer Island or Medina and, you know, go shovel shit with, with the Chinese. I, I really think they're the same people. So, so I'm here for you, Texas. I'm here for Fredericksburg and South Austin and Austinites who didn't agree to any of this. They just got, you know, they're here supposedly supporting all these economic refugees from places where the government is, is shit. It's really bad. The progressive Democrats screwed it up. Back to Ken Paxton. So this AG's race is really heating up. There are people trying to get his job because he made it look like a real proposition because he'll actually enforce law. So I think he's going to win anyway. Um, whether or not Trump is with him or not, I still think he'll win because he did things. And some people are like, oh, he did things. Government isn't supposed to do, for, do anything. They're not, they're not supposed to do anything. They're not supposed to enforce the law. I'll just vote for the other guy who won't do anything. I'm thinking, you're an idiot. Um, so this dino, Democrat in name only, rented by Google, a cheap suit from Houston rented by Google. His stump speech is, we'll get rid of Google's location services lawsuit. Unbelievable. I just couldn't believe it. I mean, if Mark Zuckerberg came out and spoke for this guy on the stump, you couldn't be more obvious. You know, so Sundar Pichai, wherever you are, dude, I think every privacy-oriented person should find your lawn with a little um, Google Dart and go bring their dogs and just, just let them do their business right there. You're a bad man.
you're a really bad man. And if I could revoke your citizenship and kick you the fuck out of America, I would. You're just a terrible person. No, I'm going to say what I need to say. He has injured American interests. He has no interest in this country. He has no interest in our national security. You know, he'll say he is because he's taking a paycheck from the other sociopaths in the DNI who are who have just been, you know, getting away with murder, profiteering with people like Sundar Pichai, making money from mass surveillance because that's what they did when Obama was king of America. That's what they did. They put in these prison programs so that, so that government bureaucrats in QTEL could profiteer off of internet mass surveillance. Okay, and that's what it is. It's commercial mass surveillance that's done by cookies and transactional uh, tells, you know, and data, data shifting. Uh, but that's what it is. And the only way they could have done it was by manipulating the currency, manipulating it as currency using bricks. Now, I think the people who are the least okay with that construct is the B and the S. So if you put them together, BS. So that's Brazil and South America, South Africa, sorry. South Africa, you deserve your own. You need to get that right, South Africa. Sorry, BS. Bricks. So we don't owe you, dude. We don't owe you identity currencies. So when you filter it through China, it become I become a monetary unit. I'm not okay with that, and uh, I don't need to help you. I'm not going to help you. And so we're getting back into this place where there's a lot of aggression. There's a lot of aggression towards Americans. And the reason why we call this the Unsanctioned Citizen Podcast here from Austin, Texas is because there is active sanctioning of American citizens. I read a report this week that huh, they canceled the bank accounts of American citizens abroad who were using the Russian bank accounts. Uh, how are they supposed to get the hell out of there? I mean, the State Department has forgotten they have an obligation to citizens who are stranded abroad. I'm like, this happened in Afghanistan. This is half happening in Canada. This happened in... Uh, and it's happening, like, do you not think these people are still citizens? And that once they come home, they're not going to vote? Are you an idiot, Anthony Blinken? I mean, they're still citizens. They have rights. And when they get lawyers, you are fucked. I mean, you can't just sanction the person because they're abroad. You know what? They might even be a Democrat. Does that make any sense to you? They're like, they can't possibly still be Americans if they're doing business abroad. I'm like, okay, half of the people that are in the Hillary Clinton neocon camp who are begging for saber-rattling war by over-reporting this damn psyop that's just wall-to-wall -wall coverage, it's really obvious. Uh, this, those people, 90% of those people do business abroad. I mean, are you are you kind of subliminally telling them, we'll choke your bank account if you threaten us? It's like by threatening other people who aren't them and sanctioning other people who are not them. So I think it's better to just, okay, if you're going to threaten somebody, make sure you've got the sack to go do it. Like, if you're going to dangle the sword... 
Be ready to drop it, okay? But you don't drop it on the little guy and think that, you know, those people are going to get a clue. I mean, it's supposed to be an example. I'll make an example. These Democrats, man, they don't, they don't understand that sanctioning doesn't work unless you're ready to do it and it actually has an impact. When you sanction Americans using the inte foreign intelligence services, you can be sued. We can go to our government architecture and get advocacy because you're not right on this one. The reason why I have a podcast is because the intelligence services queue, who became fascist because they coordinated with people like Sundar Pichai and made a business deal to surveil everyone for money, well, they're getting uppity and they're saying, well, you know, we can continue to do this. No, you can't. Okay. And we're all wise to it. Greenwald's wise to it. Tucker Carlson, whom you can't choke to death on national television every night, is, is wise to it. Okay? Snowden was the guy. All the children of the intelligence services people who you tried to sanction and threaten with burn notice because they happen to be the kids. You know? There's only so far you can choke a chicken before they start pecking you and scratching back. You know? Everyone has power. You own no one. They like to tell people that they are owned. You own no one. You're supposed to be public service. You're supposed to be in the dark. You're supposed to protect the rights of the people who work for the clandestine services. But no, you chose instead to shake them down and bully your own employees as policy and keep that in place because you think they're rogue and they won't be quiet enough for you. And then you want to extend that policy to the general public, to waitresses and truckers and blue-collar workers and people who work in tech and just threaten them to death. There's only so much of that garbage that you can, you can try before people are like, you know what, I'm immune to this shit. You're just a bully. I do have rights. This is a constitutional government, not run by bureaucrats. So, I mean, and threatening and threatening and threatening and threatening and threatening is what China does. That's what they do. That's what repressive regimes do. That's what the Brennan Center does. The Brennan Center will go to Meta or Google and give them advice on how to cancel accounts, you know, how, how to issue intelligence level warfare sanctions against the American citizen. How do we do this? Well, give us the data and we'll show you. Peter Thiel will help them. This is the point of the Unsanctioned Citizen podcast. Welcome to me. I have knowledge. And you're not going to get away with it. I've been speaking for 30 minutes. I'm going to call in <clears throat> as an app to take people who don't get heard. Maybe people who have been sanctioned, but definitely people who don't get heard at all because they're being submerged. Okay, and there is a point where this is not legal. It's terrifying for people who are just, ah, 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 ah. they're shocked to death that they're getting sanctioned because it's not appropriate. It's not right. It's not legal. It's being billed as legal. But it's, it's, it's got to end. And Biden can't just think that he's going to run around or his administration can't think that they're just going to run around and let the intelligence services like run things because... 
uh, someone's little dotty and didn't take their GABA. Didn't, didn't take care of their brain. You know, we got to help Biden. We got to help the Biden administration. You may not like them. You may not approve of them. You may not vote for them. That's okay. They're still in charge, though. And unless you help them by virtue of personal, you know, self-interest, unless you help them, you're going to end up with Obama government and Hillary. Because this is what it looks like. People in the outer wings who, who were weakened, you know, and lusted for all of that power. That, well, they're, they're just going to climb on top of, of the weaker one and try to put a bit in the mouth and make them do what they want. And, and I can see that there are interests inside of the, the Democratic Party who are fighting that. Okay? They're the progressive Democrats who are communists. Let's just say it. They're communists. Okay? And they'll make deals with the Hillary people as long as they can get the army to do what they want and take in, and use the American people for what they want and take us by force. Because that's all they got. They don't like options, just force. So... That's a dark future with a Democrat in charge. You know, we just know what that looks like now. I do. I'll get out on the stump and I'll tell anyone. So, welcome back to the Unsanctioned Citizen Podcast, the most transparently bold and uncensored version of who I am. If you want to throw me in the dungeon, you can't, you know, there's a lot of threatening going on, and most of it's not not really legal. You know, so we need to, to buck up. We need to get the ACLU's uh, out of bondage to George Soros and the left. We need to start a surge of funding to help them reclaim their natural civil libertarian um, legal backing to just say, well, they were always a leftist organization, and like, you know what, you toadies, you know, you let the left run them, and this is what you get. So help them out, send them some money, and then put them back on the path to American civil libertarian uh, work. Because they're not somebody I would work for today. They're not somebody I, would re I respect anymore. Um, I don't know them. I don't recognize them anymore because they look like laundered communists who just basically make apologies for people who do bad things. I just don't know, I don't recognize them anymore. And that is the saddest thing ever. They have a tremendous legacy. Tremendous legacy for good. And it just saddens me so to see them deteriorate this way. Um, so among the responsible privacy organizations, I think, you know, CDT will be fair. They will be a fair uh, gamut. They will talk to people on any side. They'll talk, they talk to everybody. Um, they still talk. They never stop talking. So that is one of the things to CDT's credit. They never stop talking. Epic never stopped talking. Now, they, they got a little flamey, but that's okay. They, they still stuck to their mission. Um, who else stayed true to privacy, regardless of the politics? FB up. They were good. Fee stayed true to some of the central issues. You know, the conservative 
think tanks, a lot of them like Cato, and you know, they kind of dimed out and spread it out for Google. And to that effect, I just was really galled out by that, and I didn't like that. So, so I just kind of slumped back, like, no, I'm just not going to pretend I don't know you. <laughs> um, but, you know, there are still good civil libertarian organizations out there. Even some of the civil libertarian party affiliations are still pretty good. But uh, the tech lobby interests are really insidious. They're everywhere. You know, they're like a, they're like a bug in the room. Not a fly in the wall, like a, like a live emitting bug sensor that tells everything about everything. So uh, instead of just carping on indefinitely, I just wanted to let you know that I will be at Colin once I figure out the technology. So this is getting posted at the old Sanctioned Citizen web webcast, um, just as a notion or a note to you that be looking out for the Colin information. Um, I'm happy about Austin, Texas. I'm happy, happy about being a free lady who can complain and be taken seriously because this is what it's like. You know, I went in there, they over-demanded identity, they refused me medical care at this hospital, and then I went out and I told the valet, I'm like, like they, all they want is my electronic medical records, and they're like, what, what does that even mean? And I'm like, well, they want a digital copy of my driver's license, and they wouldn't let me say no. And they were like, <gasps> they're shocked. They're still shocked here by privacy violations and, and to, it grabbed for too much information. They're still shocked, so thank God. And this is the world I want to live in. So thank you for listening to me all these 38 minutes. I, I wish you well, and I want you to have as much freedom as you can possibly take to do whatever it is that you want to do and say what you want to say. Okay, we'll see you next time.